podcast. Okay, welcome to the People with Backpacks podcast. This is a project of the Globetrot Surat travel blog, and that's me, Joel Globetrot Surat. On each episode, we're going to travel to places all around the world, and we're going to hear from storytellers who have stories that are filled with inspiration and important meaning. So grab your backpack, stay tuned, you're listening to the People with Backpacks podcast. My favorite way to travel has quickly become road trips. I'm currently on a three-month road trip that has taken me through five states. Each campsite that I've arrived in, I've seen caravans of van lifers. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, I think van life has become more popular than ever. I think I would like to get into van life one day, but right now I'm sticking to driving and sleeping in my tent. But my next storyteller, Anna French, has traveled all around the world and has lived in many different countries. But her experience doing van life was her most impactful. Her story is of course filled with adventure from the road, but it's also a story of how a person can be molded by their travel experiences. And in her case, sometimes you find out something about yourself or you find something that you just weren't looking for. So let's load up the car and get on the road. We're headed towards Colorado, where we're gonna find our storyteller and her French on her homestead there. Let's go. So my name is Anna French, and I currently live in southern Colorado on five acres in a small off-grid house um, with my fiancé and two dogs, my two rescue dogs. And I run a travel and alternative lifestyle blog called Spin the Globe Project. And I also have a YouTube channel, um, which is just Anna French, and I use kind of social media and my blog to uh, work online 100% remotely and share um, just like tips and stories from from backpacking, um, being a nomad, van life, and now off-grid living. Back in 2013, when I was leaving Australia, I didn't know what I was gonna do next with my life. I just finished like my master's in international development, and so I, I knew I didn't want to go back to the states, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so I, I literally spun a globe to figure out where I wanted to move, and it landed on Peru, and so I ended up moving to Peru, and that kind of started the whole um, blog in its form that it is now. The way I travel has definitely evolved, but it's always been sort of a part of my lifestyle because um, my mom raised me as a single mother and she was in the army. And so we moved around a lot. And even when we weren't, you know, moving, we were traveling a lot. Like she would try and bring me on any work trips that she could. And so I kind of grew up sort of um, nomadic just because of sort of the military background. And I mean, additionally, my mom is just an extremely adventurous person. So even non-work related things, like she would just always, I mean, she was always planning camping trips for us and hiking trips and just 
just generally making sure that when we travel, it was more adventurous. One summer when I was a teenager, she like rented an RV uh, for the entire summer and like packed me and my grandma and our dog in. And we just kind of like hit a bunch of the national parks and in Wyoming and Montana. And that kind of, I think, planted the seed for van life for me. Um, but it's funny because at the time, especially, especially that trip, I was like really annoyed that I had to do that. Um, because I just wanted to hang out with my friends that summer. Um, but looking back, I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity. And just in general, kind of a lot of the trips my mom dragged me on when I was a kid, I, I wasn't as interested. And then now I'm just so grateful for. So yeah, I mean, I guess it was organic, but I've, it's sort of evolved over the years. Just generally, as I was traveling, um, I mean, I always kind of am on the hunt for sustainable activities and just eco-friendly activities and eco-friendly accommodations and things like that. But there's kind of a fine line between like budget travel and sustainable travel. Um, so it's hard because most of my travels have been on a really tight budget, um, like backpacking, staying in hostels, things like that. But I guess now I'm trying to find more, um, trying to find ways to be able to incorporate both. And that's kind of why I liked van life because it allowed me to stay in, in one country and kind of lower while I guess most people probably think it seems like you're wasting a lot of gas and that it's like not very um, sustainable because of your carbon footprint with traveling by vehicle. It actually is way more <laughs> sustainable to travel by vehicle than by plane. So um, especially because I, I try to do it slowly and, you know, stay at a place for a few weeks at a time. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a big draw for van life for me. I kind of always had like a dream of, I don't know, having a farm one day in some way, shape or form. And so woofing was sort of a natural um, progression just to like learn more about it and what it, what it takes, what it's like, what the daily, you know, tasks are for, you know, having and maintaining a farm. And I mean, it's just a great way to be able to, to travel more affordably and meet people, learn skills. Woofed on think four farms now and two of those were in like during uh, van life and I did it while staying in my van on the farm so one I did for a month in Oregon and that was a really cool experience there were other woofers there and that was my first woofing experience and I learned a lot and then the second one was just for a week in on kind of like a homestead farm in Montana which was much smaller but it was um yeah, very different. And then I've done two woofing um, kind of stints in Belize. First decided to buy the van and convert the van. I didn't know that I was going to like live in it full time um, long term, I guess. I, it was more like an experiment. And so I just knew that it sounded like something that I wanted to do and it seemed like it would be a good fit for me. Um, and so I, you know, I got the van, I converted it like really quickly, really cheaply. Like it cost me less than $3,500 for the conversion and took about two months. Bartending at the time and staying with my mom to save money and bartending just to save some money while I did that. And 
when I hit the road, I kind of only had like a, a two month plan because I had a wedding I needed to come back for um, in Arizona. Yeah, I just sort of set out with two months, like thinking, you know, if I liked it, then I'd find a way to make it happen longer. And if I didn't, then I mean, I don't know, then I guess I would just choose something else to do. I mean, I just loved it. I mean, I was terrified before, like leading probably like the couple of days before I was ready to like take off in the van. I just started really thinking this is crazy. I don't know what I'm like thinking. Um, I mean, it was a very basic build and I bought a Ford Transit low top, so I couldn't even stand up in it. Um, it was, it was just very, um, it was cozy, but it was just very basic and it kind of felt like camping. Um, I guess glamping rather. I started to like panic kind of about the safety aspects of traveling in a van by myself as a woman. And then I started to think like, you know, there's just no way I'm going to be able to do it. Like just cause of like overcome the fear of it. But I did because I had already kind of invested and, um, I mean, it was done. So I took off and like the second I took off, like all of the fears kind of just subsided. And the first night I like paid for a campground and actually like the first week I slept in paid campgrounds just to kind of like ease myself in for safety reasons. And I just wanted to have, you know, other people around. Um, and then like quickly, I just became really comfortable and started, you know, camping more and more remote areas, sometimes without, you know, cell service, with some, which was something that I thought I wasn't going to do. So um, during that time, I just decided, well, since I really liked living in the van, um, I want to make it a more permanent thing. So I like planned out a remodel, I like designed it, and then was going to do it by myself, but it was just not working out. It was like winter at the time, the weather was really bad, and um, just nothing seemed to be going according to plan. So I ended up getting like a professional builder to build my design for me um, in the same van. And I got like a high top extension. And so it just became like a totally different van where I could stand up and it was just a lot, a lot nicer and more professional. I spent a lot of time in Arizona for like the first few months because my mom was actually <laughs> hiking the Arizona Trail, which is like 800 miles. And so I was resupplying her. And so I spent the first few months resupplying her in Arizona. And then, I mean, from there, I went to Colorado, kind of went up uh, to Wyoming. Um, where did I go from there? Montana. And then I kind of headed through the whole northern part of the country and through Canada, but um, to Maine, all the way to Maine, and then went all the way down the East Coast, like through every state on the East Coast, and then went through every state in the South. Um, that's what I did that year. So, the, and then the first kind of stint in the van, I did the whole West Coast. So I've definitely covered like pretty much the whole country in the van, except maybe a few states in the middle. There were a lot of ups and downs because it wasn't like a like a linear progression of you know um like i was scared and then I, you know and then i felt super confident it was kind of 
not maybe not even so much about like confidence and and fear it was more about like loneliness like that would kind of come in waves of being a solo female traveler um but i mean a couple a couple things there i mean i originally set out kind of trying to find solitude and it was strange because even though i was traveling in a van by myself um it felt like i could not find solitude because i kept I mean, I sort of ended up just organically planning my route around visiting friends and family and things like that. And then also attending some van gatherings. And so I ended up just spending so much time, you know, being social um, that I was almost like struggling to find kind of alone time, which sounds like strange, but but also like I was really grateful that I had the opportunity to, had the opportunity to kind of like you know, visit friends and family I hadn't seen in a long time and meet new people. I like met people that I had just been, you know, kind of friends with on social media in, in real life. And so that was a cool experience. And then, you know, attending van gatherings was like a really um, interesting <laughs> experience, um, just kind of meeting other nomads and people who just, you know, get what you're doing. You don't have to like explain it. But then after the remodel and I got back on the road, the the beginning Arizona was fine like you know because I kind of had like a purpose I was resupplying my mom for those few months and then after that I started to feel a little different and it kind of the the novelty had sort of worn off but then that's actually around that point where it started to get really difficult I sort of found that farm in Montana and went and just sort of reset myself and that really helped a lot, just kind of solidify, you know, why I was doing this. And um, it just helped a lot. Eventually, I actually met my now partner, my now fiance on the road. He was living in a van as well. And so that really like shifted things for me. But we were kind of caravanning each in our own vans, like living in our own vans, but caravanning across the country together. So that really kind of changed, you know, how how I did van life. But it was still really nice to kind of be able to drive in my own vehicle and listen to like my own music and podcast and um, kind of have that space and time apart. And it's funny because now he's sold his van. And so when we do travel, um, we're just traveling in one van together and it's just, it's different. I mean, there's a lot of pros and cons because, you know, you can split the driving, you can split the, the task, but you also have to compromise on, you know, what you're listening to and where you go and things like that. So it's just been it's been a cool evolution. In kind of a bigger sense, the whole van life experience for me was sort of a, um, like a reflection of my entire life. Like it, it, and I think life in general, like I, I think everything felt very magnified in the van, like while living and traveling in the van, because, um, I mean, even though I, was like very I've always been adventurous and like as we've kind of talked about I've traveled a lot um living in a van and traveling in a van full-time is just like unlike any other experience I really ever had there's just a lot more responsibility I mean when you're backpacking you don't have to like manage a vehicle you know I mean there are a lot of logistics you have to um handle you know finding accommodation and food and um things like transportation and things like that. But 
um, living in a van, it's your responsibility. Like if, if your van breaks down in the middle of nowhere, like you're the one who has to deal with it. And so, um, I think it just really helped by magnifying kind of everything, like both the ups and the downs of life. Like, I mean, my happy and amazing moments in the van and like, you know, the places I got to see the national parks and the sunrises and the sunsets in these like remote areas were so unbelievably incredible. But then the really hard moments, you know, when you're alone um, were so much worse, I feel like, than if, you know, when you're around your support system or any kind of support system. And so I think it just really taught me a lot about like what I can handle and I think it would do that for anyone, really. Um, I think there's also probably a lesson in the, like, looking for solitude and, um, you know, realizing that maybe there's, like, something else out there that's that you needed that you didn't know. Like, not necessarily that that's falling in love, but that, you know, just sort of, like, building your social capital and, val like, putting more emphasis and time and energy into, you know, your relationships. Um, how that can add a lot of value to your life and your mental health. And um, I think that's something I definitely learned from living in the van. It's just ironic for me because right like when I met my fiance, my dog um, at the time had just had like a near drowning incident in a lake in Montana. And um, he had to be like in the hospital for a week in an oxygen chamber and I didn't think he was going to make it. And then eventually about a month later, he didn't end up passing away. Um, and like, so that was happening at the same time that I met my now fiance. And so I was at this like lowest low point kind of of my life and, you know, of my van life experience. Like I was really um, like upset about my dog and, and then at the same time, you know, this person entered my life that I like never expected and wasn't looking for. And um, I think that just speaks a lot to kind of, you know, um, I don't know, just like what, how opportunities arise and how, you know, things can happen at any moment, both like the bad and the good. I actually recently like posted like an Instagram, like post about this, but just how you never know when you know, someone's going to leave your life or someone's going to enter your life and um, you just kind of have to be open to it and just know that it, when you are grieving, when someone does leave your life, that any day like someone new can enter your life um, that will kind of help, help the pain and help ease that and, um, you know, add, add something positive and beautiful to your life and to your story. So I guess just kind of the moral of the story is to never give up hope because um I mean there's always it's always going to go up after after it goes down big thanks of course to Anna French for telling her story on today's episode please check out her blog spin the globe project and that's spintheglobeproject.com Lots of amazing travel resources, travel tips, van life, conversion kits, everything where she's been, lifestyle. She's also on YouTube, Anna French. Check out her videos, follow her. Be traveling again real soon, friends. So stay tuned, and I will talk to you again. Take care.